the Chair 2 Leaders Podcast with your hosts, Danny Smith and Ben South. If you lead from the second chair or you work with those who do, this is a place for you. We're glad you're here for conversations about the church, ministry, life, and how we can serve better for God's kingdom. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Chair 2 Leaders. Glad to have you listening in again this week. If you're a long-time listener or a new listener, we are so glad to have you joining us on the episode this week. I'm here with my host, Danny Smith. I'm Ben South. Glad to have you. Danny, how are you? Well, Ben, I am doing well today. Can't really complain. We uh, actually were down in your neck of the woods all the week preceding this uh, particular recording of this podcast. And so long trip back, but it was good. Great to see family. Great to see you. Great to uh, be at church with you uh, last week. And uh, But yeah, doing well, ready to uh, get after it on another episode. And just, uh, man, it's August when this is going to be airing. And that's just really hard to believe in my mind. I, I feel like since like April, I've been saying things like, Hey, when May comes around or when June comes around and now all of a sudden it's August. And so uh, go back and listen to our planning episodes if you want to know what to do this fall or winter, next spring, whatever it may be. Next summer. (laughs) Next summer. It'll be here before we know it. You know, it's funny. I uh, my oldest is starting his senior year. So you just got finished with senior year stuff with your uh, oldest child. And so we're starting to get all of that. Uh, paperwork and emails and meetings at school and college visits and uh, all that good stuff. And, you know, Ben, speaking of college visits, we visited our sponsor for this podcast. We were down at Central Baptist College. Um, They were great staff that took uh, my family around showing us to school. Um, Lots of great things happening there at Central Baptist College. If you're looking to finish your degree, start your degree, you're looking to get some great practical ministry and training, or you're just looking at a vocation. CBC has all kinds of things uh, to offer your family, offer your student. So I encourage you to go to cbc.edu. There you can find out all the information about scheduling a visit, talking to an admissions counselor, finding out about financial aid. Everything's right there on the website. They've been a great friend to us, and uh, we look forward to uh, that partnership with them. And who knows, maybe even one of my children may end up there. Uh, it was a great visit, but uh, man, it's just hard to believe all of that is right here on us. And we are gearing up, Ben, with church planting out here. Uh, boy, it's just shot out of a rocket the last couple of weeks and months. And so really already looking forward to planning some partnerships and things like that moving forward. And so, you know, today I thought we could uh, maybe uh, talk about what that partnership looks like and uh, maybe think through. Uh, we've been talking about missions. You were just in Guatemala and of course we're here in Wyoming and we get people calling us asking, hey, can we bring a team or what kind of help do you need? Um, and so this past weekend I was speaking at a church in Arkansas about the need here. So yeah, maybe we could t- toss that around a little bit. Yeah, I think that's a good a good topic. And I think I think I'll just kind of drive this for just a second because as a missions pastor, one of the things we do is we really look at who we're going to partner with and what we're going to do. When we do missions, we have a couple of criteria when we're looking for places to go. And because I strongly believe that the local church is 
the avenue that God has chosen to spread his message, to get the gospel out there to the world and to people. And Christ said he would bless his church. He would build his church that the local church is where we partner. And so when we're looking for partnerships, we have three things we're looking for. We either want to do ministry within the context of a local church, whether that's stateside or internationally. So we want to work in conjunction with a local church, either doing ministry alongside them or doing uh, ministry with them in the community, whatever that looks like. So we either want to do ministry with the church and the community in the context of that. We want to do ministry to help strengthen or grow local churches that are mission churches or that are struggling churches wherever they are around the world. Or we want to work in a place for the purpose of planting or launching new churches. So when, when we look for where we're going to partner, we, we always look first for who are the people on the ground there. Is it the national workers? Is there a church there we can partner with? So we always want to do partnership in conjunction with a local church. So for us, we're not going to go out and do a mission trip just going to... Uh, Central America to some country there, finding an orphanage that's there and painting walls for a week. Unless that ministry specifically is coming out of a ministry of a local congregation there. You know, there are people who can paint all around the world. They don't need Americans just to come and paint or just to serve food. Unless that ministry is a part of a local congregation, it's an outreach of that church, and we're assisting them and helping them to give them avenues into the community. So we always look for that. We want to either partner within with a church where they are. We want to be seeking to strengthen that church through leadership training, through Bible studies, through uh, conferences or some kind of teaching or training or help we can do for that church, or we're going into an area for the purpose of launching and starting a new congregation. So when we're looking for partnership areas, that's the three criteria. It has to meet one of those for us to say, yes, we're going to partner in this area. Yeah, and I think that's good to unpack a little bit. So starting new churches, I'll kind of combine that with the first and third one a little bit. So starting these new churches in areas that may not, may be underserved, maybe nothing there like you're talking about, but then also within the uh, that strengthening aspect uh, as well. And so, yeah, those are great points. So let's talk a little bit about how that kind of clarifies why we do these trips because, or, or excuse me, why we partner. And I want to make sure I clarify that. It, it is not just about the mission trip. You mentioned the whole going down and painting for a week. Uh, uh, certainly there's value to going and doing uh, work like that. But But I think what I hear you saying is, when there is a church on the ground in an area or you are going to help multiple churches in that area or potentially starting churches that are not in an area, what what I think I hear you saying is that that avenue tends to have a, a greater, um, uh, do we want to use the word success? Maybe just a greater opportunity. Let's do that to really impact that local community because when you get back on that plane and leave, and that church is still there. And so your opportunity to grow with them, connect with them, to connect with that community really enhances because like anything else, it's all about people and it's all about the people's contacts they have in that community. And so um, working in and through those local churches really puts your ear to the ground of what's happening in that community because they've got their ear to the ground on that. Now, Ben, when you think about churches or starting churches in those areas, 
um, that partnership sometimes does look like a one and done thing, right? A team comes in, they do something, nothing wrong with that. But in the context of partnership, a missions partnership, what kind of commitment are we talking about? Because for me, when I hear starting, strengthening, helping, I mean, this is more than just a vacation. This is more than just jumping on the plane. We're talking about nurturing a group of believers in an underserved area or in a potentially difficult area. That's that's quite the commitment. And I think churches have to understand that on the front end. I think you're right on that. It's more than just a commitment. If all you want to do is take a group of people overseas and let them scratch that missions itch they may have, well, you can do that. But really what missionaries need and what church plants need, what partners need around the world is an ongoing relationship because there's so much benefit to that. So when we launch somewhere, we go in with a commitment of a minimum of three teams over three years to, uh, especially going overseas. That's our goal when we go in. God can change things and that may not happen. And, and we want to, but that's our that's our starting point. We, we plan to take at least three teams over the next three years when we start somewhere. Most of our partnerships have lasted longer than that. Um, we've taken multiple teams over multiple years, a couple of our ongoing partnerships now. We're about a decade into that. And here's why I think these type of things are important, because you build um, credit with those people on the ground. You build um, trust. You know, some of our partnerships over in the Eastern Europe area, we've been going there eight or nine years now. Well, when they hear the group from this church is coming, they know what to expect. They know we are going to most likely get there. Here's what they offer. Here's where we can go. And plus, when we get on the ground there, it's not a, you know, we're not starting at square one with the leadership there. They already know us. They already trust us. They have a relationship that's been ongoing with us. So we start down the road a ways the next time we're there because we have a history together. So if you really want your missions efforts to take root and take off, it takes some of that time because you build those relationships with the people who are there where you're working. I couldn't tell you how much benefit that has given to us as a church because our heart has been developed for those places. We have people, have multiple people from backlogs of teams who have been there who can give input and give advice, who can say, yeah, if you need to go. It's a good experience. It's You'll enjoy the people. It's a safe place to go. You'll love it. But also, it, it keeps us tied to a place in the purpose of God around the world and how it's an ongoing work there. I think sometimes we send a team and they go into Honduras for a week and they're out the next week and there's no other contact there with that group or with the people. And it's just kind of like a one and done. And we lose the idea of those people are still there serving the Lord, continuing the work if we're not careful. So I think that's a good purpose for having this ongoing relationship with all the places that you are serving on mission because it helps you uh, strengthen the work from home and strengthen relationship there and allows you to do more because you're not having to relearn the place, relearn the people every time you go with a team. Yeah. And, and let's talk about that connection. So um, two thoughts kind of come to mind. One is the idea that, <clears throat> so you've ended up going seven, eight, nine years back to an area they know what to expect when your team comes. So in that, there's two two things I want to maybe throw your way to to talk about. So one, I think sometimes 
you know, the painting of the orphanage walls. And again, we're using that just kind of as a broad stroke for just sort of these general one and done type mission trips. Okay. So, uh, and, and by the way, uh, you know, I know some pastors who have that philosophy that that's what they think. It's like, Hey, we go somewhere different every year to give our people exposure to different ministries, different places. But so it's not always necessarily, let me, let me phrase it this way. Ben, do you go back those seven, eight, nine times because it's such a needy area or is it because as you've grown and developed this relationship with those churches, they have grown and developed that relationship with you? Is it always just about need or does it sometimes just fit come into play? In other words, yes, those churches don't necessarily have to have my people, but A, it's good for them. It's good for us. And, and, and also it's... Um, you know, it seems to be something God's put together to do ministry and maybe an exponential way for both teams. So I'll, I'll kind of lob that to you a little bit. I think that's a good, there's, I think it's some of both, honestly. For us, I think the, the second one is more along the lines of where, for us, it's just, it's that strengthening of the work. Um, and there's just a level of trust that builds with time that you can't just build over email. And so when you spent time with those people, you know them, you love them, they're family to you. Um, and you, so there's that level of trust that gets built. And I think it's, it's more, there's a relationship that's built there. I think you could use a parallel to people who vacation and go to certain places. I, I have some friends who they go to the same beach the same condo every year why because they know it they're comfortable with it they enjoy it they feel like they fit there and it fits their family i think in some ways as churches here we can find that type of relationship it's not a vacation but you find those people that you just mesh with you just work well with that's a good fit for your church that's a good uh, type of work that your church and the people of your church can really plug in there. I, I've been on some places where we went with the intent of long-term relationships and it just didn't fit. It, we didn't click. The missionaries uh, just was like, this is not a good fit for us. Personally, it's not a good fit for the work of our church, our focus. Man, God bless you what you do, but we don't see this going to be a long-term thing. The ones where we're long-term are where we have built those relationships. and The relationships just fit and they just click together. I, I would say one of the places we serve, maybe because of the personality of their leader and me because we're about the same age we're about the same uh, family dynamic and so we kind of just are in the same stage of life and so we're we're working in tandem kind of dealing with some of those same things personally and in ministry so it just kind of fits with the relationship between the leaders in the different places so all those different dynamics go into it but I think it's those relationships that keep it going not necessarily the need um while the need is there, there is a need. But some of the places, they could function without us going and sending teams. But we also have resources and benefits and blessings that we can share with them that they wouldn't have if we didn't go and take them and, and share with them. So there, there is a need. Could those churches exist without us? Absolutely. But in God's kingdom, he has blessed us with these things and put us in these paths with these people that... We just have the resources they don't have, but we can share with them. So I think God just kind of knits hearts together through this process. 
Yeah, and before I sort of go in a uh, kind of a similar vein with that, that happens across the spectrum. For you guys, it's been Eastern Europe, uh, some places in Central and South America. Uh, you know, I, I'm thinking of a church in Arkansas that has developed a ministry, and and honestly, they rarely leave the state of Arkansas, but they're able to do that ministry in some really uh, more difficult places. The churches that they go to, the communities that they go to are either underserved, perhaps they even have some just ongoing political slash economic hardship, and so they've really developed a ministry that that it's not something they have to get on a plane and go. So this happens across the spectrum. This is not necessarily. So it's that fit that says, here's how God has equipped us. Here's how God's equipped this ministry. Here's how God's equipped that church, that community. And yeah, you just see God at work in that. Now, as kind of a follow-up to this starting, the strengthening, these relationships you're talked about. So let's, let's take the model that you guys have, the three teams over three years. But what, what do you do between the teams? What does that nurturing relationship partnership look like between the teams? Because I think sometimes that might be the harder part. Um, maybe you send an email, maybe you have a phone call, but but for your church, how do you how do you keep your church connected to that ministry between the teams? Well, in an ideal world, <laughs> there's a way and then there's the real world. Ideally, what we are striving to do is work to is have different ones of our life groups here at our church connected with different ones of our mission points where they kind of adopt them. They learn the names, they see pictures, they see the reports. So we do as much as we can to kind of attach groups there. So we, we go to those groups to recruit for the mission trips and, hey, this would be a great spot for y'all to go. This would be a good opportunity. Why don't you come go with us? You lead out in this. You recruit people for the team. You raise the funds to help people go. You uh, help collect the supplies the team needs. You be that champion for this mission point. And so we're moving toward that in there. So I think that just kind of keeps the ongoing. And when they have people in the group who see the pastors and who have been there, they can get back and talk about the needs in those families. And so you just kind of have to keep those relationships going. The names are in front of people. They keep seeing them and they've heard you pray for these people in, in by name. And so when they go, it's like, oh, I know who this is. I've been praying for 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 this pastor for the last six months in our class, that's who we've been praying for. And so it just kind of even furthers that relationship. So I think that's why you do it. We do it through social media, sharing stuff that's going on with our partners from time to time. And depending on the place, it's more challenging in some places than others. Uh, some places it's not possible because of security issues. So you have to be careful. But I, I think that's how you do it. You just kind of keep it before your people, uh, sharing things, talking about it. And so recruiting for the next team when the last team is coming back so if we have a team coming back that shares in groups or shares in a service we recruit for the next team at that point start saying you need to go here here's the people we could use in this team so i think you just kind of have to keep it before them repeating that celebrating the people who are going and engaging the mission because we know what gets celebrated is what gets repeated so all those factor into it but i think you just kind of have to keep it before your people I think social media has helped as well because people who go on teams stay connected. I mean, it, it's amazing how many friends I have on Facebook all over the world. Some of them who are from another language and another alphabet that I can't read, yet I see these posts come up all the time because I've connected with them on a mission trip and we become friends on Facebook or you know, or Instagram or Twitter or one of those social medias. And we can keep connected with team members one-on-one. -on -one. It's not necessary for me to keep connected 
with people who are around the world with our team members. I've had people come up to me at church and say, did you see that the person that, that was our translator, this happened, they got married or this. And it's like, yeah. And so our people are now with social media able to keep up with one another with those connections personally. They're, they don't need me to make that connection all the time for them, which is a great thing for social media. Yeah, I agree. And one of the cool things about that, for example, we had a friend this weekend whose daughter got married and it's fun to reach out to go, hey, congratulations, this is exciting. And what I, I think tends to happen is when your folks begin to see these things through social media, these good things happening, baptisms, people being added to the church, great things happening in the lives of people. I think the nurturing and the caring aspect of that partnership really begins to develop because now you are you're actually um aware of what's happening in their personal lives. It's one thing to go, wow, they had a record high attendance or, and this is wonderful. And what I'm about to say, I'm not diminishing. They had 10 baptisms and these are wonderful things. Sometimes though, we, we kind of catalog those merely in the church statistic category, but it's when we're seeing what's happening in their lives, when, when they are asking for prayer or, you know, things are happening, uh, you know, politically, socioeconomically in their communities and now all of a sudden your prayer, your care, your concern begins to take on, um, yeah, that street cred that you talked about a little bit when now maybe all of a sudden it goes from just being, isn't that cool that the church is doing well to, hey, we saw that pastor so-and-so or this person in their church died or is in jail or is struggling. What can we do to help? And that, I think, as a chair two leader or chair one leader, that's really one of the great parts of our job is now it's not you trying to drive this thing. It's your people going, how can we help? It's the life group. It's the, it's the people that went. So nurturing and care is more than just your team, although that's part of it. Um, even for us, you know, we love that churches support us financially, but at the same time, man, it's really great when somebody calls or texts and of course I'm stateside and, you know, I'm in a town that has all the amenities that, that you want. But at the same time, it's just nice to know that nurturing and that care really takes on a deeper, more significant level. Uh, ben, do you have a second point that you wanted to hit? Well, yeah, I, I wrap that up. I, I think those three things, when we're looking to partner, we look for three yeah. things. We want to minister to a church. We want okay. to minister alongside the church or minister and serve to start a church. That's the three okay. things we do. Now, the other thing, and I'll just kind of wrap this up quick, and this can kind of wrap us up for the whole episode probably. We also have some goals for our team members, what we want them to do as a team everywhere we mm -hmm. go. And so, and this is not original to me, um, but there's we're always wanting our team members to be cognizant of these things everywhere we go. And this starts from the moment we leave our campus. And really, as believers, it should be something we strive in every, every area of our life. But we try to, one, share the gospel every opportunity we have, from the taxi drivers to the waitresses to the stewardesses on the planes to sharing the gospel with the, whoever we're partnering with. We want to share the gospel, too. If we don't get an opportunity to share the gospel, and it's you probably don't get as many of those as you think you might, especially in the travel and those, but we want to leave Christianity and the cause of Christ in as positive of light as possible. We want to leave a good taste in people's mouth toward Christians. Though, does that mean? It means we tip well when we go out to eat. It means we don't make messes. It means we're respectful in hotels. It means wherever we go, we want to leave a good representation for Christ 
It's like, oh, those Christians, we don't want them around. But we want to leave Christianity in a positive light. And we also want to, if possible, connect people wherever we are with a local church. So if we're going to be flying through a city or through somewhere, we, we kind of spy out, okay, what are some churches locally we could point people to if we come across someone who we get a conversation with and we want somewhere to hand them off? We look for a local church there that we can hey, here's a good church you can go check out. I know somebody there. I can get you a number so that we can hand them off to a local church because it's that local church that comes back to our belief in the local church is the avenue for discipleship and for growth and for the gospel going out in that community. So we, we want people to share the gospel every time, every time they can. We want to leave Christianity and the cause of Christ in a positive light with everybody we meet. And we want to connect people with a local church as much as we can as well. Well, that's always so helpful. Um, thinking through kind of the why, thinking through some of the practical things that you do for your folks on the team. And again, Ben and I are always glad to um, share um, more about these things that we talk about. You know, I'm planting a church here stateside um, in, a, in an area that's not like Guatemala or Eastern Europe. And Ben's been all over the world. Um, he's in a, a area there in Arkansas with, with opportunities. So we would love to be a sounding board. We'd love to be able to help you out any way we can. You can contact us through um, our social media sites uh, that you're hearing, and uh, we would encourage you to like, to share, to subscribe. Um, any way that we can help pray for you, please let us know. Ben, great information. Thank you so much for sharing, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you next time here at Chair 2 Leaders. You've been listening to Chair 2 Leaders. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest updates, and make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to Chair 2 Leaders wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening.